Blog Talk Radio. The Franciscan Friars of the Atonement present the Ave Maria Hour. Hello, this is Father Bob Warren of the Franciscan Friars of the Atonement. Thank you for listening to this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour radio show. The Friars' popular Ave Maria Hour was first brought to the radio airwaves in 1939, recorded in New York City and on the mountainside grounds at Graymore, a home in Garrison, New York. These timeless classic stories of the Bible and the lives of the saints came to life each week through dramatic reenactment by professional actors and actresses. You know, friends, Christ once said, Do not hide your treasure under a bushel. In saying this, he meant, Share your gifts, share your talents. The Friars of the Atonement feel the message in these broadcasts remains as powerful and timely as when they were originally aired, and we are so happy to be able to share them with you today. To learn more about the missions and ministries of the Friars of the Atonement, I invite you to visit our website, www.atonementfriars.org. In the meantime, sit back and enjoy this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour. Today's story illustrates the sacrament of penance. Joan, we are friends. I hate to think we've come to this. What's the difference, anyway? You couldn't understand how I feel. Well, maybe I do, Joan. Let me tell you something. I've been very lucky. Oh, I've worked hard, but I've been lucky, too. Only, would it surprise you to know I have no friends? Real friends, I mean. And that I'm a very lonely girl? Sure, I have success. But that's all I do have. The people I like stay away from me. Now you've turned against me for the same reason. I'm used to this sort of thing, only I didn't expect it from you, Joan. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Excuse me now. I only knew one of these girls. Joan. She lived in my parish. I saw her very often when she came to confession and attended Holy Communion. She worked in the city in a large advertising agency. She was secretary to one of the vice presidents, a Mr. James Victor. I'm Father Clements, and I'd like to tell you the story of Joan Stevens. Oh, Joan, excuse me. Yes, Mr. Victor. I'm expecting a Miss Courtney. She's joining us to nurse the Monica soap account. Her name wouldn't be Vera Courtney, would it? Yeah. You know her? Uh, I did know someone by that name. I believe she went into advertising after college. Well, this one's quite a huckster. We're lucky to get her. I just hope she stays with us. As soon as she gets her, show her in, will you? 
husband. Hello, Vera. Well, this is certainly something. Mr. Victor's expecting you. You can go right in. Oh, Joan, it's so good to see you again. We kind of lost touch after college, didn't we? Well, you'll know where to find me now. I'm always here at this same old desk, 9.30 a.m. till 5.30 p.m., Monday through Friday. Oh, we're going to see a lot of each other, Joan. I'm always on view. We'll have lunch together, maybe towards the end of the week, if you have time. Until that morning, Joan had felt reasonably satisfied with her pattern of life. A good job with good pay. But suddenly she felt inadequate, a failure. Here was her old schoolmate joining the same office, but in a far different capacity. Vera had talent. Vera had made a name for herself in the advertising field. Joan felt she was just a secretary to someone. But Vera seemed happy to have renewed a friendship and often took Joan out to lunch in the next few weeks. How about more coffee? Not for me, thanks. Cigarette? No, thanks. I always forget. <laughs> I like to keep my lungs clean. I told that to Jim Victor. He said, yeah, that's right. You're the clean, wholesome type. That's why the Monica Soap people like you. <laughs> they do like you, too. Well, I guess it's good business to make clients like you. Are you going to stay with the firm? Oh, for a while. Not forever. I like to spread my wings. At least you'll have somewhere to fly. Well, not for another year, though. I'm under contract. Will you go with some other agency at the end of that time? Well, not exactly. Some people I know want to set me up with my own agency. Your own? <laughs> well, all I need is a couple of good accounts, and I'll be in business. Like, um, Monica Soap? Oh, I can't hope for an account of that size. Not yet. Besides, they're happy with this agency. But they're sold on you. Well, heavens, Joan, I'd never try to steal them away from this agency. You probably could, though. Oh, no. Monica Soap spends $7 million a year on advertising. I don't see them handing over that kind of business to a new agency run by a girl. Well, they might. At least they might transfer part of their account to you. Maybe the, the magazine advertising. But, Joan, I'm not a hijacker. Hey, we'd better get back to the office. Weeks became months, and the months rolled by into the best part of a year. During this time, Vera became absorbed by her job, and the two girls saw very little of each other socially. One day, Vera went into Jim Victor's office and closed the door. But Joan's desk was only just outside that door, and without too much effort, she could hear. Contract renewal time's coming up, Vera. I know. Any problems I should know about? None so far as Monica Soap's concerned. Well, you ought to know. George Monica seems very satisfied. Nothing like a satisfied client, eh, Vera? <laughs> That's what I always say. What's the matter, Jim? You've got something on your mind. No. Oh, come on. What is it? I was at my club a couple of nights ago. A couple of guys there were saying something about your going into business for yourself when your contract with us runs out. Didn't I ever mention that to you? It's no great secret. Well, I kind of hoped you'd stay with us. We can make a better deal for you. Maybe put you on the board of directors. Oh, well, that's really something to think about, Jim. It's been talked about. I thought I'd let you know. 
I'm glad you did. So, you say George Monica is happy? Oh, sure. You've seen him quite a lot lately. Dinner three times in two weeks. Yeah. Now, that's fine. Nothing like the old personal contact for keeping clients happy. Anything else, Jim? No. No, nothing at all, though. I have to run. You bet. Joan. Yes, Inspector. Uh, will you come in, please? Sure. Uh, sit down. Uh, Joan, you've been with this agency for quite a spell. Over three years. Yeah, what I mean is, you must have some sense of, uh, oh, let's call it loyalty. Of course. So anything that passes between us now, you'd regard as confidential. Uh, yes, I would. Uh, Joan, you know enough about this business to know it's dog-eat-dog. It's cutthroat. I know that. Um, <laughs> this is very embarrassing. I, uh... You can trust me, Mr. Victor. Sure, I know. Look, I I'd like to chat with you about your friend. Miss Courtney? Yeah. Well, we were just friends at school, that's all. I never see her outside the office these days. Oh, no. Mm-mm. Joan, what sort of a gal is she? Very talented and very charming. At college, she was voted the girl most likely. That figures. Everybody liked her. She has a, a way with her. Yeah, that's the way it shapes up here. It should. Uh, Joan, and remember, th this is in confidence. You needn't worry, Mr. Victor. In your opinion, Joan, do you think Vera Courtney is capable of... Uh, well, do you think she's capable of taking the Monica Soap account away from us or, or any part of it? I know she's going into business for herself. Do you think she's capable of that? Mr. Victor, you said yourself, advertising is a cutthroat business. How did this agency get the account in the first place? You took it from someone else? Monica was in the red when we took over. They're in the black now. I know, but you did take it from another agency. And Vera Courtney is in solid with George Monica. Oh. Well, keep this little talk to yourself, Joan. Hmm? Of course. she did by implication allow her boss to suspect Vera. She did nothing to prevent the serious defamation of Vera's character when she could have done so. And to ease her conscience, she tried to justify her sin to herself by pretending Vera could be capable of stealing the Monica Soap account. But she knew better. Joan, honey. Oh. Oh, hello. Busy? No more than usual. I was just thinking. It's a long time since we had lunch together. Is it? Yeah, I suppose it is. How about today? I'd rather not, thanks. Rather not? You mean you have a date? No. 
I'd just rather not, that's all. Joan, what's the matter? Nothing. There must be. Oh, honey, come on. What's wrong? I told you. Nothing. Is it because we haven't seen much of each other lately? Oh, golly, I've been so busy. Oh, Joan, you don't think I've been making like the big executive, do you? I just haven't thought about it one way or the other. Oh, come on, Joan. Quit work and let's go to lunch. I don't care to, Vera. No fun for me going out to lunch with you. No fun go... I, I wanted to talk to you about something. Can't you tell me here? I can, but I, I thought it'd be much more fun over lunch. Look, you know a good deal about this business. I'm not exactly in your class, Vera. Oh, honey, give yourself a chance. Listen, one of these days soon, I'll either be running my own agency or I'll be on the board of directors here. In any case, I I'll be in a position to give you something a little more creative to do. Thanks, but I don't want anything from you. You don't want anything from me? I'm sorry, but that's how it is. Joan, we're friends. That was a long time ago. I had no idea it was that long ago. Joan. Joan, what on earth's wrong with you? Have I offended you? Vera, please. I'm busy. Joan, I'm a straightforward girl. I don't like mysteries. If I've done something to hurt you, at least tell me. You've done nothing to hurt me. Now, are you satisfied? No, I'm not a bit satisfied. But I guess I won't press the point. Joan was all twisted up inside. Her own guilt condemned her. And she wanted to take it out on the very girl she had wronged. The girl who was her friend and who wanted to help her. And Vera Courtney could only stare at her. Joan, I hate to think we've come to this. What's the difference, anyhow? You couldn't understand how I feel? Maybe I do. And let me tell you something. I've been very lucky. Oh, I've worked. I've worked very hard. But I've had lots of luck, too. Only would it surprise you to know that I have no friends? Real friends, I mean. That I'm a very lonely girl. Sure, I have success. But that's all I do have. People I like stay away from me. Now you've turned against me for the same reason. I'm used to this. Only I didn't expect it from you, Joan. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Excuse me now. Without real cause and without justification, Joan had nursed resentment against her friend. To her first guilt, she had now added another sin. She had hurt Vera. But these things preyed on her mind, and though she slept at night, her conscience never slept, and she relived her sins. Heavens, Joan. I'd never try to steal an account from this agency. Joan, I'm not a hijacker. 
Joan, could Vera Courtney be capable of trying to take the Monica Soap account away from this agency? Mr. Victor, you said yourself, advertising is a cutthroat business. I didn't mean it. I didn't mean to do it. afternoon, on a Saturday, when Joan came to me. I was standing in the vestibule of the church. It was spring, and shrubberies and trees in the church grounds sparkled a pale, fresh green in the fading sunlight. Father, I've committed a sin. I stood by and allowed another girl's character to be slandered. I know her to be good and honest, but I let someone think the worst of her. I've hurt her. I've hated her. I've been jealous of her. And are you truly sorry for these things? Father, more than I can tell you. I'm glad, my child. I'm truly glad. It's been on my conscience. (sighs) Your conscience. Conscience. We use that word so freely, don't we? I suppose we do, Father. And without paying too much attention to its meaning. What is conscience, after all? The reflection of our love for God? It's a beautiful thought. Well, let's see. When we're baptized, we're filled with the Holy Ghost. And the character of the sacrament of baptism remains with us for all time. And God gave us a conscience to tell right from wrong. Yes, Father. And so, when we do wrong, he knows it. We see our Lord in pain again on the cross because we've hurt him. For each time we commit a sin, we offend him. And then our spiritual self condemns us, and we call this our conscience. I'd never thought of it that way, Father. You know you've sinned, and you're sorry. Sorry because of your love for God. Yes, Father. Yes. John, will you try to undo the wrong you've done? I will, Father. I will. Come, child. Make your confession. See, I try to impress upon my parishioners the deep meaning of the sacraments. I try to make them understand the sacrament of penance is not just an automatic ritual. It should be the full realization that we have hurt our dear Lord, and because of our love for him, we want to repent and be forgiven, and to be given the grace, the strength, not to repeat our sins, Our Lord decreed that all who sin after baptism shall seek pardon in the sacrament of penance. He gave his apostles the power to forgive, and bishops and priests have that same power, to forgive and to judge, knowing their judgment will be ratified by our Lord in heaven.
Joan's confession, as I had listened to her confess many, many times before, and prepared to administer the sacrament. Miseriatui ui omnipotens Deus, et dismissus peccatis tui, perducat tead vitam eternam. Amen. Indulgentia And then I absolved her from her sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. The sacrament of penance is composed of three distinct parts, confession, contrition, and penance. The words of pardon uttered by the priest do not alone absolve us from our sins, unless we are truly repentant and resolve not to repeat our sins. But Joan was sincere. Mr. Victor, can you spare me a moment? Sure, Joan. What's on your mind? Vera Courtney. Oh? I, I've i known Vera an awful long time. Yeah, you went to school with her. You told me. I mean, we were friends. I, I know her better than anyone else. Mr. Victor, when she came here as an executive, I was jealous of her. I resented her. Go on, Joan. I let you think she could be dishonest. I, I was spiteful. Mr. Victor, Vera Courtney is the last person in the world to do anything underhanded. I'm sorry I let you think badly of her. Thank you, Joan. You still want me to work for you? I wouldn't want anyone else. You're quite a gal. Vera? Hello, Joan. I... I've come to apologize. Oh, I'm so glad, honey. Oh, not because I wanted any apology, but just because I wanted us to go on being friends. I've something to tell you. Can we have lunch? Not... Uh, not until you know what I tried to do to you. Then... Well, then I guess it'll be up to you. humble, to voice sorrow and repentance outside the confines of the confessional, to undo a harm we've done, to right a wrong we've committed, surely these are acts of real contrition. The sacrament of penance is not complete until the priest has judged the extent of the sin and has decreed the penance to be served. Seldom in these days is severe penance required. I asked Joan to say a rosary for her friend Vera, for one of the best ways to make up to someone we have hurt is to pray for them. Oh, patient Jesus, how unworthy I am of thee. 
thou wast all charity towards thy persecutors. Yet I had no persecutor, but was still moved to hatred and rancor towards one who wanted nothing more than to be my friend. Thou didst pray so lovingly for those who crucified thee, but I sought revenge against one who had done me no harm and who had offered me her love. O Lord, thy priest has forgiven me in thy holy name, and I promise now to atone for my past sin. Grant me, O Lord, the grace to remember and keep my promise to thee and help me to bring no further harm to others and no further pain to them. The Sacrament of Penance was complete according to the law of Christ. Joan had sinned, she had confessed, she had been contrite, and she had given satisfaction to our Lord by fulfilling her penance. And all was now well with her, for she had made our dear Lord happy. this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour, brought to you by the Franciscan Friars of the Atonement. For over 110 years, the Friars have devoted themselves to fulfilling St. Francis' prayer, to heal wounds, to unite what has fallen apart, and to bring home those who have lost their way. We work for Christian unity and interreligious understanding. We provide respite at our retreat center at Greymoor for those in need of spiritual renewal. We staff parishes throughout the world, serve as chaplains for colleges, hospitals, and prisons. We care for the ill through hospice work, ministry to those with HIV-AIDS. We also shelter the homeless and provide treatment and services for those suffering from alcoholism and drug addiction. If you would like to be included in our prayer list, participate in special St. Anthony Novenas, and or visit St. Anthony Shrine Graymore, Attend a retreat, learn more about our Ave Maria Hour productions, or simply make a donation to assist us in fulfilling St. Francis' prayer to help those in need. Please visit our website at atonementfriars.org or email me at avemaria at atonementfriars.org. You can write to me, Father Bob, Friars of the Atonement, Graymore, Post Office Box 300, Garrison, New York, 10524. And so, in closing, I ask for the blessing of God upon you and those you love. May the Lord bless you and keep you. 
May his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And may he look upon you with kindness and give you his peace. Amen.